I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, everyone. It's Todd Screamant and the lovely Robin Lavasser and the goat Jimmy Reed. And we're doing a monthly podcast for past clients on Be Your Best. And we're diving into a topic that has brought me great, great pain. And it's about effective communication and namely um, talking about a, a certain way to frame things so that the context of the conversation makes sense. So uh, just to think about this for a second, here's where I struggle. Um, on a, for those that are familiar with a DISC test, DISC testing is a very popular personality test. Uh, on a DISC test, there's a type of um, personality type that is called a D. D is, stands for dominance. So that's like, you know, a person that wears black, they talk fast all the time. A lot of times their, their company managers, they're um, maybe 100% commission salespeople, they're movers and shakers. They want to get a lot done really fast. And that's, I'm a 97 out of 100 on a disc test. So when I talk to someone, Robin, what do I want to do? What's my natural go-to tendency? Boss them. Tell them what Be to super do. bossy. Just yep. go do this right now. I need it done in one second. Right. That's my that's how I normally think and feel. The problem with that is, is that most people uh, are not high D's. And so it comes across as being demeaning, bossy, um, know it all, um, egotistical. Right. The list goes any negative word you can connote to that. So um, Robin and I and Jim have a good friend named Rene Rodriguez. And he we each it was and six months ago went to a two and a half day class that he teaches about communication. And certainly I've made some progress in this area as we all do as we get older. However, it's still a struggle for me. And that class really made a difference in in how I approach different topics. Um, And it happens now on a daily basis where I have to think, okay, what is, how do I communicate this to where it would widely appeal and be understood by most people. And that's the topic that we're, that we're, and this comes in personal life. This is you and your spouse interaction. It's interaction with your kids at work. It's like, it's interacting with your coworkers. If you're a boss of people, it's interacting with your subordinates. It's it, it, there's not an area it doesn't touch. Right. So Robin, can you give a little bit more intro and then maybe give us an example? And then Jim and I will go through some examples. Because I think it's very simple, but it's very, very, very important, and it's a big miss, and I know it has been for me. Yeah, I think that you know we're we're often not good at setting a stage for people, and so sometimes we come in. Ever walk in, walked into the house and said something to somebody, and it's like they're not even processing what you're saying, you know? And maybe it's really important, but there was there was no ability to frame what you were about to do. And and so their reaction is not what you expect. Right. Um, and maybe they heard something totally different than what you just said um, because the frame is not there. I think that in communication styles in general, we often miss framing up, especially on important messages, what we're trying to do. And so uh, I'll, I'll give you an example when it comes to kids. If I were to say, if my daughter said, um, mom, I'm going to go to the river with friends. And my response is, no, you're not. What does my daughter think in that moment, Jimmy? What's she think? Oh, uh, you're mean. I'm mean. 
I'm, I mean, I said no, just to say no, whatever it is. And if I said, no, you're not because you got to clean your room, right? Like she, we're going to all of a sudden be off on a tangent. Now, the truth is what's the message normally from a parent when their kid says, I'm about to go to the river. I'm worried about you drowning. I'm worried, right? I'm worried about yeah. you drowning. Kids drown or drinking. Or drinking. That's or a drinking famous place or, to drink. Yeah. Like all sorts of things go through our heads, but we often don't frame appropriately when we're communicating. And so we'll say instead, no, that's that high D bossiness, right, Todd? Um, it's also an emotional response. And then it becomes a battle that is because I said so type of thing. And so, um, hey, you just said you were going to the river with friends. Um Peyton, let me tell you a story. You know, I have a daughter named Peyton. Uh, I, I have a really good friend who is actually a, a fitness queen. I mean, absolutely beast um, in terms of physical capabilities uh, and actually an excellent swimmer. And in her 20s, she went to the river with a group of her friends and um, everybody's hanging out. And while there were life vests there, nobody's really wearing them because, you know, the peer pressure and just hanging out and doing your thing. And next thing you know, she's out in the river and they're kind of messing around and she gets a little too far out and hits a deep spot and she ended up drowning. And that's a true story. Now, why do I tell you that? Well, because Peyton, I'm not going to be there when you're at that river. And I know people every single year that underestimate the force of that water. And so rather than just tell you, no, I want to discuss with you all the details of the river, right? To see if it's a good decision to have you go. I'm telling you this out of love, right? Um, and care. Now, all of a sudden, my daughter and I are communicating at a different level. And it, it, what's funny about it is that I've actually had this debate with my daughter. I mm. did that. We had that conversation. And then she said, you know what, mom, it's not that important. I don't need to go the river. Now, otherwise, she would have not only wanted to go, but she might have snuck and gone anyways, just because I said no. And now we're in a battle of the wills. I think we do that often. That's not it's not a perfect example of kind of frame message tie down. But really, you know, just being more articulate and really getting to the bottom of, hey, I have a fear here. What's the fear? Is it valid? Can I talk about it? Um and articulate it to where somebody sees that communication coming from a place of love versus dictator um, or, you know, just hard nosed type of deal. Um, and I think that happens all the time, whether it's well, in parenting, it happens a lot in parenting, yeah, but, but in right the office just, and all sorts of things. Go ahead, Jimmy. On I was like, I'm sitting there thinking because one of my, uh, I want to get this out. One of my biggest issues is I've spent a lot of time uh, learning how to communicate and developing skills at work. And I, I don't use them at home sometimes, actually often, mm. which is really silly. But to, but on the story you just told, let's say Peyton decides to go anyway and does sneak because kids do do that. The story you told will still be in the back of her mind. Yes. Right. This, like they may defy you because that's what kids do. But when they go near the water, I bet you Peyton would be the one going, hey, don't go deep. Hey, no, get out of the water because it's dangerous. I swear. I've, I've heard of people. You know what I mean? Like sometimes the, the, the communication may not get you the exact result you wanted. And this is the challenge of parenting for me personally, because I it's it, it is the toughest job I've ever loved. But um, but, you know, the, the challenge is that you may not get the result you wanted from the conversation. Um, but you will get way better communication and closer relationship and trust. You don't, in, yeah. in a relationship, you don't always get it your way. And that includes with your kids. 
And now, I as we go through this, um, yeah, yeah. As we go through this, I'm thinking of famous people that communicate really, really well, and you know, certain people pop into my head whether you agree with them or not. Um, Oprah Winfrey, Dr. Phil, um, you know, Larry King, the famous interviewer, uh, Barbara Walters. And like, how does Barbara always get them to cry, right? And what they're really good at, if you watch them, they all have mastered this skill. They're master communicators. They're masters of setting the stage or what you call framing. In other words, the frame to your story was um, the river can be very dangerous for young children, which anyone would agree with. How do you put that in such a way that they can understand it and have empathy around it for your concerns as a parent? And that's really what that story did. That's, that's you know, um, as you're thinking that, um, I have a meeting with my ex-wife and my son tonight about a similar subject. <laughs> and it's a yeah. preset meeting because it's that important. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, was thinking this morning, working out, I'm like, how do I approach this subject in a way that it, it, that he will understand and not just feel shut down because that's the easiest place to go is either yes. fight or, or, you know, oftentimes, especially with children or in the workplace, people just cower down and they'll mumble something under their breath or think bad thoughts of you. Right. And how do we, how we, how do we open up that engagement level? Um, Jim, do you have an, an example uh, in business? Uh, yeah. So uh, our, yeah, that's super deep stuff. You got me thinking now. Um, so the people who are watching this are our past clients, right? We want to show up different this month and be like, hey, how do you get? How do you have a better home life? How do you communicate better at home? Um, well, uh, so I have a I have a um, an older son, and I remember when he turned thirteen on his thirteenth birthday. My dad, we were all there. My dad was there, and my dad put his hand on my shoulder. And he says, well, you're about done. I'm like, what are you talking about? And um, he's like, he's not, he's not listening to you no more. He is who he's going to be, his character, his values, his ethics, you know, his knowing good from bad. He's, you're about done. And I'm like, man, you're nuts. So for the next 18 months, I proceeded to gradually uh, argue and fight with my son more because I didn't listen to my father. And, you know, until I stopped telling him what to do, until I started, started telling him what my experiences were, what I was worried about, and then asked him, what do you think is going to happen? Where will you be in three months or six months if you make that choice? Is that where you want to be? And for some people, they may be listening to this going, well, duh. Well, I'm just telling you, it didn't, I didn't, it didn't dawn on me. You know, you think as a parent, you have all these desires for your children. In your marriage, you have all these expectations of what it's going to be like. And really, that's not what relationships are. Relationships are about going on a journey together and enjoying it no matter where it takes you. No matter what happens. No matter what challenges or what, you know, rewards um, and you know, that's the only way I could get my son to not feel like I was shutting him down was to frame stuff and then ask him what he thought. 
Can you give us an example? Other than that, his lips get so tight you can't even see him, and he don't say nothing for a week. You gotta watch out. Can you give us an example? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people gonna see this. <laughs> um, I can give you a silly example. Silly example. Yeah, I'll give you a silly example. We, uh, I bought my son. We, we, uh, Jenny and I, my ex-wife and I, bought Dylan a truck. He, he likes. He's a country boy. Plus, you know, she has like a little, like a lot of land, so she could use it. It made a lot of sense. Um, and it's just a plain white, boring truck. And he's a big cowboy who wants a big diesel truck and all that stuff. But it's a newer truck and it runs really well. And um, he wants to tra- sell it and buy like a old, old, old truck that's going to break down all the time. And I'm just like, he asked me to do it. And I'm like, you ain't picked up your room in five days. The bathroom's a, w- a mess every single day when I leave for work. I take pictures and send to you. You say you're going to come home and get it done. You don't do it. The next time I talk to you, ask where the food is. Then you ask me if the laundry's done. Then you ask me if you can have some money. And then you leave and you don't come home until I'm in bed. And now you want another truck. It didn't go over so well. It didn't really work. It didn't <laughs> Right. I made him feel bad and I yelled at him, but I didn't get what I wanted. He sure didn't. He wanted a truck. He didn't get that. I wanted my son to think outside the box and like be a better. Quite frankly, learn how to be a better roommate, honestly. And I've been holding it up, pinting it in. Right. Letting it go past. Hey, clean your room. Hey, clean your room. Hey, clean your room. Hey, man, you clean your room. I wrote it down. I stuck it on their mirror, you know, like how do you start your day? Right. Take a shower, brush your teeth, comb your hair, uh, hang up the towel, uh, make your bed, pick up your clothes, eat breakfast, be ready to go by 7.05. I wrote it all down. They stuffed it in the drawer. They don't do it. It's a mess. <laughs> right? It's like you know, my, 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 my thought process, or not my thought process, the way I was acting was the beatings will continue until morale improves. It doesn't really work. <laughs> so, and, he, and he's not really beating his children for anybody that's about to make a phone call, right? Yeah, like, yeah. there's, I'm not, I'm there's not, none just, of that. I, I just, all I did is tell all you know, you know what I was doing? All I was doing, Todd, is tell them what they do wrong. Yeah. Because it's, it's my job to raise them to be men and take care of other people. So all I do is tell them what they do wrong. You know what my biggest frustration with other people is? Hmm. All they do is tell me what I do wrong. Mm. Yeah, and that one stung, dude. When I realized that, that stung. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, that's good. That's I, good. In there for me to I... get angry about and raise my voice. Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing in that whole event that was that generates enough for me to raise my voice. I told my dad the story. He goes, "Oh, don't worry. Everybody needs to get yelled at once in a while. Just don't do it a lot." Can, can I can I give you another example, like work wise? Yeah. Um, let's say that somebody walks into a room and everybody's standing there and not knowing context. This is just, this isn't even a true story. This is literally just an example. And they all of a sudden say, I just got a promotion and a big raise. And then they walk back out. What's the chatter of the people in the room with that statement? They're going to pick on, they're going to say they're 
braggarts. Um, they yeah. are egotistical. Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe there's somebody that Facebook. says, oh, good for them. talking about Facebook where they post their vacations and their smiles, but not their truth. Yeah, well, I, I, I'll, 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 let me get to it. But literally in that moment, someone might say, wow, that was out of context. Um, uh, somebody might think, gosh, I'm happy for them. Somebody else might think, really, them? They don't even work that hard, right? They're going to write a narrative. Um, and the reason is the only thing that they gave in that moment was a message with no frame and no tie down. Oh. And so if that person walked into the room and said, hey, guys, do you have a minute? Hey, I don't I need to share this with somebody because I am so excited about it, but I don't want it to seem like I'm bragging or anything else. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys realize this, but I have been literally studying behind the scenes, um, learning as much as I can about this specific thing that applies to the job that we're doing. And I've been coming in 30 minutes early and I've been staying at night and I've been literally just grinding to make sure that I am, you know, well-versed on it. And, um, I've, I've really pushed myself every single day to do a little bit more and a little bit more so that I could grow. And today, I actually got the promotion that I was hoping that I would get and, and, you know, a little bit of a pay bump. And I, I want to share it with all of you guys to let you know that like the hard work and the persistence, even behind the scenes that nobody sees, it can really pay off. And I'm so glad that I did it. Mm. Now, all of a sudden people hear that story and they don't discount, they don't call them a bragger. They don't, you know what I mean? Because they understand the full circle. And so where we lack in communication as human beings is that we often deliver the final notice of something before we've ever given a background, right? Imagine Todd, if you're like, yeah, I'm a CEO of a company and it's a multi-million dollar mortgage company. How are you today? Now that doesn't start with, hey, I was in my 20s and I was a loan officer struggling and little by little I built something, you know, day by day I've fallen down, I've gotten back up. There's this huge journey that comes with what you have built on, you know, your own shoulders, if you will, and done the work for. But if you just walked around and said, hey, I'm a CEO, um, you know, I own this big mortgage company and I'm super successful, people are going to write a narrative about what you're saying that they want, that's based on their own insecurities, their own tones, their own, you know, whatever it may be. Instead of, and most people, I hate to say it, you guys, and I'm guilty of this, I think we all are, most of us at any point in time, do we approach things more positively or do we approach things more negatively? Negative. Most and people, the truth yeah, is, most people, yeah. yeah, most of the time. Now, we've all been coached and taught and put ourselves through lots of, you know, therapy, if you will, podcast, book reading to help us have growth mindset versus fixed mindset that does that. But the truth is, in most circumstances, people will judge something immediately. I will interview somebody. And if they walk in the door and say, and I was that I was a valid Victorian and I was this and I was this. What does my frame go to? Do I go to superstar or do I go to bragger? bragger can't do anything wrong. Maybe not thinks they're too perfect. All of these things. Now, if they said instead, I was valid Victorian. But let me tell you why that's so special. I don't come from, I come from a broken home. I studied every single night, even though my parents put no pressure on me to ever do an ounce of homework right? No one in my family has ever gone to college. And I graduated as a valid Victorian while holding down a job. Now, all of a sudden you've got context to that person sitting in front of you in an interview because you understand 
the frame message tie down that they're trying to deliver. What they're saying here is I'm valid Victorian. What they really wanted to say was, I worked my tail off. I'm very proud of something. Let me explain it to you and tell you why that benefits you in the future if I'm your employee. But what we're really bad at is I'm valid Victorian, you know, instead yeah. of giving the whole frame message tied out. That's where the difference comes in in our communication. So if we pause for a minute and say, is this an opportunity? It doesn't have to be long-winded to give more context to what I'm about to say and understand how that impacts who I'm telling it to and why I'm telling it to them in a place that could also help them benefit them or add to their life as well. Now, all of a sudden we're communicating at a high level. It's making a difference and we're all better for it. Yeah. Excellent. You know, I, uh, I, I, about, I'll just add real quick, Todd, and I'll shut up is, I mean, you gave some examples around uh, of success, right? Like uh, people have, uh, have succeeded at something and how to communicate without sounding like a braggart as much. But I think that's awesome. And, um, and it is as, it is. It works as well, if not better, for tough conversations. Like when you are going to have a conversation with somebody that you love, and and it's something you've been avoiding for whatever reason, you're making it worse. Mm. Right. Yeah. And I, I I was super guilty of this about for a long time. Um, you're make, um, I'm making it worse. It was bad, and now I'm making it worse because I am. I don't know how to approach it, or I don't want to approach it, or I don't want to deal with the conflict, or whatever. But if you can use what uh, Todd's trying to teach today and Robin's trying to teach, where you sit down with your whoever, Robin's my sister, and she's uh, maybe she's making some mistakes. Maybe she's consuming stuff that she shouldn't, you know, fill in the blank um, and too much of it. And I'm her big brother. And, I'll, and if I try to tell her not to, she's just going to resist me because I'm a big brother. She might hear me better if I tell her a struggle about when I consume something too much what mm -hmm. it be, or what I, what or, or something I've seen. And then I say, and the reason I wanted to tell you that story is I'm worried about you. I think to summarize all this, guys, um, there is um, a real, there are assumptions that happen immediately during communication. And that's the basics. So if you don't control that narrative by either through storytelling or giving more context, they're going to assume things that aren't always accurate, you know. Uh, there's a leadership training company that that uh, you can go through it, but I'll, I'll summarize it for you. The, uh, what they teach you in two days is what happened and what story did you tell yourself about it? So what happened factually hmm. and then what was the story you told yourself? So a couple of weeks ago, my son and I are driving to um, throwing practice and this guy merges on the freeway and literally – you know how you're you're wondering who's going to take the lead? Well, this guy stepped on the gas and then like merged right in front of us to the point where I had to slam on the brakes. And uh, my son said something like, what a jerk. And I, I just looked at him and I said, okay, well, no one was harmed. Maybe that person just got laid off. M maybe that person 
you know, just got fired. Or maybe that person, their wife told them that they that she was done with him five minutes ago. We don't know what that why that person did that aggressive move and almost caused an accident. Now, that's not easy to do sometimes when you're in a stressful situation, but it requires some self-control. So maybe a different way of thinking about the same subject is what happened? Do I know what happened? Right? Do I know the context? And then be careful of the story that we that we project forward. It always cracks me up when people say, I don't like that movie actor. Like, oh, do you know him or her? No, I just don't like him. I heard he did. I heard she did. I'm like, I don't have an opinion. I don't know them. I can't. I don't have the context, so I can't tell you whether I like them or not. If I get to know them, well, I'll give you my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. But there's no context to it. So that's an example of that. Um, a lot of assumptions are made. Uh, one more example, then we'll wrap up. Um, anyone who's in a leadership position has this happen about once a day. Hey, Jim, you got a second? Yeah, what's going on? Oh, I'm really upset. What's going on? Well, this coworker did this to me, and I- I'm really mad. And what we, what someone like me or Jim or Robin would say is, have you talked to them about it? Have you had a sit-down conversation or a quick stand-up conversation? Doesn't need to be 30 minutes, could be two, three, four minutes, and tell them how you feel so that they have context. Because I can pretty much guarantee you they didn't realize that that pissed you off. And about nine out of ten times they come back and when you ask them that question, they're like, No, I haven't talked to them. That's an example of someone making an assumption or telling their own narrative or story about something that happened, but may not, but they don't understand why it happened, right? Ain't no big deal so, if you make it one. Yeah. So, guys, we're talking about some basic communication here. Uh, frame message tie down is one way to say it. Another way to say it is, is be clear on what happened and, and are helping to form how people understand you by taking a moment and being relatable and empathetic on a topic. And that's what this is about. So kind of a, but I, I was sitting here wondering, we just, we come on here and we just kind of make up a topic, but this is such a good one. I think that when you look at why some people are happy and some people are sad, they're telling themselves the wrong story or they're making assumptions about things that aren't actually true. Right. And then you, everyone gets, um, you know, pumped up about the, the crazy person who became super successful and, uh, they think that that person's got some unbelievable things. Well, they've just learned a couple more tools that other people don't have, right? So anyway, guys, we are a mortgage company. So if, you know, this is one of those times where some people are thinking, hey, should I buy a house right now? You know, we have a program where, hey, yeah, buy a house. Rates have gone up this year. We'll refinance you when rates go down, right? I mean, those are there are all kinds of narratives that people are saying. My friends are saying it's not a good time to buy a house. Well, last time I looked, about 70% of America's wealth was owning a house. So it's probably a good idea. But taking the time to understand that. Uh, another thing that's popular, not a lot right now, but some people need to take cash out of their homes or get a second mortgage. We also can assist you with that. So if you know of someone that's thinking of buying a house, shoot them this copy. Somehow get in touch with us. Whoever sent this to you, it's one of our salespeople or you can contact our corporate office, would be honored to help you again with another transaction. 
because that's how we get our business and eat, leave, and breathe in our company. So guys, thanks for listening. Robin and Jim, thank you for being so gracious with your time. Have a great month, guys. Talk to you soon. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.